Hello, this is Chris O'Regan, and you're listening to The Sausage Factory. This is episode 277 of The Sausage Factory. Welcome! In this episode, I talk to Ashley Ringrose of SMG Studio about their couch co-op moving home inspired arcade game, Moving Out. Moving Out is published by Team17, the long-time video game publisher that has become a pioneer in the indie game publishing fraternity. So Chris, please, take it away! Ash! Hey, Chris! Who are you and what do you do? I'm Ashley Ringrose. I'm the studio head of SMG Studio and I do, I, I kind of joke because I do a lot of stuff and I do nothing as well on the game. So, you know, a studio head kind of does anything and everything that needs to be done when it, when it needs to be done. Well, you've got to look at those, look at those Gantt charts and those, those little milestones. I mean, you know, just saying. Yeah, well, luckily I haven't. Haven't had to see a Gantt chart for a while, but it's everything from, you know, ordering the, the groceries to doing the social media to paying the bills or, you know, diving into new beers and stuff. But yeah, it's kind of, I can't, I find it very hard to point to something and say, Ooh, that's my level or that's my thing. Mm. Kind of jealous of the artists and the designers where they say, Ooh, that's, that's my thing. Um, but I'm kind of, I'm just a, a, a guiding force. Okay. Okay. So how did you make your start making video games uh i actually worked at uh i don't know if they have it in the ha, have it over in the uk or the eu uh a 24-hour printing place called kinko's and i was working their graveyard shift and a friend said hey you should learn flash and so i started doing flash while there was no customers at this 24-hour printing place and then um started making flash games and that would have been 1997 or 1990, yeah, 1997, 1998, I was doing a lot of Flash games and then just kind of snowballed from there and I kept doing more and more Flash games. Um, ended up doing probably like 200 plus, 250 plus Flash games for different brands and just for fun. So 
yeah, all, all back to getting paid to do nothing at, at a Kinko's and I got bored of playing Diablo and I was like, all right, I should learn, learn something. So I learned Flash. So news grounds then or new grounds, new grounds, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I was more, I was more initially Flash kit, um, which was more of like the repository putting up code. Um, we put a little bit on Newgrounds. I met a lot of uh, collaborators on, on Newgrounds. Mm. Mick, who does all of our game voiceovers, we met through Newgrounds. Um, and, and funnily enough, we did a get, we had a game idea and we were initially going to get Edmund um, to do the art for it. This was before Super Meat Boy blew up. Yeah. This is when he was going, he was going as Blue Baby on Newgrounds. And um, the art was going to be this worm eating through a brain which is still his style, you know, and you, you mm. work the worm through the brain and then we're like, ah, oh, it's probably a bit too dark. We'll go a bit more pop cap and fun and puppies and digging digging dogs we ended up making. But, uh, yeah, then he kind of went off and made Super Meat Boy super famous. But, you know, that was my that's my name drop, touch of fame. <laughs> I, I, just, um, uh, I, I hate doing this to you, Ash, but I've got to do it. That's 12 years ago. Just, just remind uh, me. It's more, more than 12 years ago, right? 12, 13, 13. Oh, for Super Meat Boy? Yeah, because it's 2007, oh, 2008, yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah so we, we were talking yeah. to him, that would have been, yeah, around that 2006 yeah. time we got the initial art. So, yeah, that's well, a very, very long time. Yeah, because I just celebrated, uh, run, run my own business for 18 years now because mm. um, I went Flash Games and then we st- I started a digital agency made a lot of ad games and then we kind of spun off SMG out of that. But yeah, it was like, Oh, it's like March 21. It's like, Oh yeah, it's 2002. It's like, yeah, 18 years I've been uh, running my own business. So. Heady days, the uh, early 2000s, weren't they? People don't really know what was going on. How in everything. They were, they were good days. They were good. Everything changed. <laughs> everything. Yeah. I was doing yeah. Flash banners, CD-ROMs, websites where you just, you know, does it work in Internet Explorer? Yep, that's it. Don't worry about Netscape. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. You know, just full-screen full screen Flash websites. They were, they were, they were fantastic. It was um, it was uh, also at a time when the iPhone arrived and Xbox Indies oh, okay. arrived. Everything just freaking changed, and we got a lot to thank for that era. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think Newgrounds, there's there's... There is a still, there's like an underground of Flash developers, Flash animators that, you know, we all lament the death of Flash, but spawned a lot of careers, um, spawned a lot of creative talent. That whole Newgrounds world where people just putting stuff up for fun. Like there was, you know, you, people weren't putting it up to get views and ECPMs and deals and stuff. You know, they were just doing it for a lot of fun. But yeah, there's a lot of, uh, Flash alumni, you know, that we all talk to. Um, or we all had that kind of, you know, wink or nod of respect, you know, like we were there in the flash days and I missed those days because everything was a lot more simple and easy. You know, there was, there was no, there was no smartphones. It was always in a browser. You just worry about Internet Explorer. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> here we are. Now years getting... on and now we've got Twitch stream and games being released for free for every week. It's just nuts now. I've lost, I've lost yeah. track. It's getting a bit. A bit silly, yeah. Um, in a good way, and you know, uh, and yeah. like you say, you're, you're playing Doom and stuff. And who would have thought you'd be playing yeah. Doom 25 years? I was originally released. Oh yeah, I remember going into the PC game stores and just sitting there playing Wolfenstein because I didn't have a uh, you know a powerful enough computer at that time. It's just like you know they just had 
computers set up. You know, that was my that was my experience with those type of games. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, kids these days, they got it so good. I know. Well, you <laughs> give them a clip round here, don't they? Like you just don't know. All I had was a bit of string and a bit of an orange. That's all I had. Yeah. When I when I got stuck on Monkey Island, I had to walk down to the magazine store, find the guide, flick yeah. through the pages to find the clue that I needed, yeah. which was like put the yellow flowers in the do- in the stew for the dogs. Yeah. Put it down and run back home and do that do that puzzle like that. That was how I solved games back then. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Dear. <laughs> anyway, this is a, this is an old man gaming podcast. This is. Uh... <laughs> But uh, so you obviously graduated significantly from there, and here we are talking about the excellent moving out, which we'll go into later on in the show. Promise everyone, we will, we will promise. Um, but before we do that, um, I want to ask you, as representative of SMG, what do you believe yeah. are your biggest influences as creators of things? So SMG has a patented system, um, and we call it the Defuzz system. So it's like all, we try to make all our games dynamic, addictive, fun, unique, and zany. Uh, we did have quirky at the end, but it spelled something different than defuzz, so we kind of went with defuzz. Um, but we're, we're, I think from virtue of doing the flash games, we're very much more mechanically driven. So we'll come up with an interesting mechanic or, a, um, you know, gameplay idea. And then we kind of prototype and we play that. And then it's like, great, this is fun. And if the game's fun, then we kind of, we go and build it. And then if we need to uh, add a story or something else onto that, we'll do that almost retrospectively. And I'm, okay. uh, so definitely more mechanically driven. So whether that's a simple one touch button mobile game to, you know, Hey, it's a game about moving furniture, like for moving out. It's like, Oh, that premise is really fun. There's a really interesting sandbox there. Let's play with that and all the different mechanics and game design ideas that can fit into that. So that's kind of our focus. I, I look at other studios where they, they just have this really bad, they build a world and a story. And I'm always going like, well, what's the game? <laughs> yeah, because it's so foreign to me to have that. First. Um, I, I know a couple. So of, yeah, um, I think that's. Yeah, I know a couple of tabletop board game developers, and they struggle with the same thing. Um, is it the theme, or have I got this awesome mechanic, and then I shoehorn some flicking thing into it, going, yeah, this is totally a game about the Roman Empire. It's, it's not, really, but you know. Yeah, yeah. So, well, we're, yeah. we're definitely shoe shoehorn. Um, just because if the game's not like you can have an awesome theme, but if it's not fun, yeah, then why? Well, it doesn't matter. So I'd much rather um, have the pared down, you know, almost uh, crystallis of you know this is something that's really fun, and you know, no matter what we put on this, it will be fun to play. Mm. And then we go, well, what's a theme that we think can be marketable, uh, can be have a wide enough scope that we won't get bored with it. Um, and that definitely comes from the virtue of making so many short flash games that you have to really like capture someone's attention quickly and have fun with it. Um, and you don't, you know, you don't have time for story or, you know, um, or, or fluff for that, for that matter. And, you know, but then the opposite of that, I, when we made Death Squared, it was a very simple, uh, puzzle game that Pat had come up with in a, in a game jam, you know, the 48 hour game jam. And I saw it on the, after we'd done it, I was like, man, this is awesome. Let's, let's, let's build this out. And then it was me going like, oh, let's add a story in so we can give it a bit more um, uh, flavor and robustness to the game um, and making sure the, fl- the the story kind of accentuates the game versus uh, it, it being the main driving force. So, you know, we love adding stories and to, to our games, but, yeah, definitely more, I guess, for us, our inspiration is like more mechanics. Player engagement. 
There's another phrase. That player, yeah, player engagement. I mean, we learned that from mobile games as well. Um, you know, you've got to capture people's attention quickly. It's got to be easy to understand. It's got to be fun. Um, and, you know, you've got to re- retain them as well. I think there's other games where, you know, I would say they're not fun. Um, you know, I, I, th- I think the new Doom's a great example. Like, that is a fun shooter. Like, you know, you go in there, you, you, you're there to have fun and just be dominate and just jump around. But there's other shooters where they're not fun. But the only reason you play them to the end is because of the brand and IP and maybe the story, but they, they kind of get away with things because of virtue of who they are. But yeah, we're, we're definitely more skewing on the fun side, you know, like we want, we want you to be like a roller coaster, um, ride, mm-hmm. um, where it's thrilling and, you know, there's excitement all the way through. Then I don't, I don't know what the opposite of roller coaster ride, you know, then, then maybe like a, you know, a slow, you know, teacup ride. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I was about to like use like, like examples of grand strategy games like Stellaris and stuff like that, but that's a bad example. Um, they're still fun. They are actually, but they present yeah. you are going in there with expectations. Like I'm going to be here a while, aren't I? Yes, yes, you are. Yes, yes, you are. But you 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 clicked on the yeah. icon. You you knew what you're going to do. You knew what you were doing, <laughs> right? Um, so, yeah, yeah, I, I called. This- I call those games like, uh, you know, a, like a knife edge game where there's such a small slither where it, all the systems and all the game designs perfectly tuned that it's fun. But if, if you tune it too far one way, it won't be fun. And then there's a long time before you get to that fun because you have to, you know, obviously get all the systems working and make it all, you know, work. So those ones are very tricky games, um, to get right. And those ones that get it right, you know, because there's such a, it's such a small knife edge of like, wow, this is really tuned. You know, I remember the guys from FTL were saying, you know, it was like a year and a half or 18 months before they actually had the game working and it was fun. It was like, wow, that is, that's scary for me. You know, like we, we want to be there in five days and, you know, five days in, this is fun. Great. And we just keep expanding and make it, keep making it fun. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, that's a wonderful uh, response to that question because many, many guests, <laughs> many guests, you know, uh, many guests, uh, bless them. They go, I am, uh, Hello, the sky. You know, it's just like, and it's fine. That's that's just as valid as well. Uh, the tree outside yeah, my, I, my my office. Oh. Yeah, I wish I wish I could make a. You know, I wish we were that. Um, you know, it's like, oh yeah, we're inspired by nature. You know, it's like, nah, nah. It's like, yeah. You know. Yeah. It's like I'm inspired by the, goofing off. How about that? Yeah, yeah. No, we're definitely uh, we love briefs we love you know like when we, when we talk about new games like we just brief ourselves really tightly like this game has to have a ragdoll I, I, I don't care what game we have as long as it's got ragdoll in it or okay. it's like i want a game i want a game with a you know a bow and arrow but the arrow has a uh you know a rope on it let's just make games with that you know let's think of ideas like that way hmm. um the more restrictive the better because okay. you know a blank a blank page and it's you know you can build anything you want you know it's like oh it's too scary you know yeah, not everyone wants to do Red Dead Redemption. Anyway, no. <laughs> uh, because that's that's pain right there. But uh, 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 what comes out of it is extraordinary. But even still, so my next question then, and this one can be a bit tough as well. What developer <laughs> do you most admire in the industry and why? Oh, yeah, that's a tough one. Um, oh, like yeah, I guess you're saying yeah. Mm, I knew you were going to ask this question. I didn't even prepare. I was like, oh yeah, I should prepare for this. 
Oh, I mean, I mean, early on it would have been like your Sid Meier and stuff. This is when you know I, I I didn't even know what a game developer did. This is me as a kid, you know. Like I love Civilization. Oh, no, did he do? He did Civilization. He did right? Civ, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been playing yeah, it yeah. since uh, Civ One because I'm not that old. But yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so you know you've got that kind of top tier at that level, um, you know, and I think, you know, I think you the the more. I, Obviously, this is called the sausage factory. The more you know how the sausage is made and and stuff, you, you respect changes from you know. I kind of skew more towards the the more solo developer than the the, the top tier tier one. So you know, even Edmund, um, you know, the Super Meat Boy crew. I guess watching any game, the movie was like, oh, that was very inspiring. Just you know, seeing how they were just you know grinding away, but also just you know that's they just did what they wanted to do and it just happened to work really well and they found that audience. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I also spent so long in, um, in the digital advertising world that, you know, by the time I hit full-time gaming again, I, I was kind of like not paying attention too much to other developers. So that's not, it's not really good. I, I, yeah, I've kind of flubbed the second answer now. Oh, that's mm. all right. All right. Yeah. yeah. But no, these are all good responses. I mean, you're right. The, the indie game, um, indie developer sort of the film was amazing, although it did reveal some very interesting insights into creation of Fez. Who knew? Oh yeah, yeah. Who yeah. knew? I had no idea that the uh, maker of that game was an interesting, or is an interesting individual. Uh, who yeah, I've never, yeah. yeah, never met him, and he's kind of dropped, or yeah. he's kind of gone back to the shadows and stuff. But you know, you never know with those documentaries as well, like mm. you know how he how he was edited and whether he was edited right or, yeah. you know, all that. So, yeah. My, my, my retort to that is, well, you signed some stuff. You signed some waivers. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you yeah. should have read the waiver. I don't know. Yeah. But well, I was, uh, I was on a reality TV show in Australia, a reality thing where we had our office go, you know, they took five of us out of our office and sent us out to the, the Northwestern Australia out in the bush and the producers kept asking us all these questions and we're like, why are you trying to annoy us with these questions? Um, you know, cause they, because we were, we were so boring and, um, agreeable and uh. the producers were trying to like get some conflict out of us. And, um, there was one scene where we're having a chat and then they edited it. So it looked like I was, I was standing on a rock. So I was looking over everyone and it's like, and then Ash, um, using his dominating position. So, you know, I, they, they want to, they want to tell a story as well, directors, you know, so you never know. Never know. No, you never know. You never know. <laughs> anyway, last question. I think we've answered this already because you've spoken about it. We can talk about it in a little bit more detail, though. What are you playing right now? Yeah, I'm playing. Uh, yeah, so Doom. I'm, I'm getting. I'm getting about one level a week now because mm-hmm. um, I'm sitting there playing it, and I've got the headphones on. I've got the. I've, I've finally got a new gaming laptop to work off as well. And I'm, and after a level, I'm like sweating, like I've almost ripped the control. Like I'm, I'm tensing up. Um, cause it's, I haven't played an in, a game that intense for, for so long. So I'm kind of, and it's hard to go back to the kids after playing that. You know, I can't go back to play Lego or, you know, Hey, let's read a story. Cause I'm like so amped up from that. So I'm playing that. Um, also playing, uh, with my son on the switch. Uh, we're playing the tourist, which is fantastic. So. Really enjoying that. Um, my son, who's seven, turning eight, he's playing the majority of it. And then he calls me in as the pro gamer 
Um, I call I call I call myself like the pro gamer dad to get him through any of the kind of hard platformy bits. Um, so that's that's just how I'm kind of bonding with that's my gonna, kids. That's going to change in two or three years. You realize that, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so right now, I'm like, yeah, he's had to. I'm the best in the going to outstrip you by 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 some margin. So. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's my way of like being the coolest dad ever because he'll be like stuck on this thing and I'll just do it first go. He'll be like, oh, it's amazing. And he's like, Dad, you should do the whole game. I'll just watch you. And I'm like, No, no, you've got to, you've got to do your bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. Oh, it's cool. I'm browsing memes on Reddit now, so you know, call me when you need me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but those two, I mean, that that game's uh, I, I found that really interesting, a really fun game, great puzzles. Um, so yeah, so that, that Doom right now, I, and that's the first time I've played a game, um, outside of my mobile or Switch for a while, cause, you know, it's really tough when you got kids and you're traveling and you got work to kind of sit down. It's almost like, you, you almost feel guilty about playing a game, you know, for an extended period of time. So, um, I think Doom's good because I can just break it down to a, you know, a cup, a level every couple of days. Did you say you're playing it with a controller? Uh, yeah, playing with a controller, yeah. Really? Because I, so, I played. Should I be 20- playing with it? Yeah, because it opens up the game into different possibilities. Um, you actually can move really fast, much faster, and you can actually, oh. yeah, and because you can spin round and really, like, do the point shoot, point shoot. It does that that mantra's going uh, through your head. Yeah. It's just bang, bang, yeah. bang, bang. It's like. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I got to that bit where I had to like um you know it's pretty early on I had to do the um double jumps to go over this like these platforms where there's like and you go you go around this like kind of mountain thing yeah. it's like oh, no, I just want to shoot stuff I don't want to be doing this like complicated um time jumps and stuff but okay all right I, I even bought a, cl- a clickety clack uh mechanical keyboard as well yeah, so yeah. I should be giving it a workout rather than just typing emails and tweets so I I have, to right. have a mechanical keyboard never look back and, uh, yeah, it's, um, no, mouse and keyboard. I'm not one of these PC elitists. Please don't think that. But if you can <laughs> play Doom like that, uh, then you should, in my humble opinion. Yeah. Because it, it makes it a yeah, different I, experience. It really does. Yeah. I had to, I had to, I, I started out, you know, medium difficulty. Then I realized, like, no, I just want to have more fun. Um, made it on easy. So maybe the keyboard and mouse will give me that extra, extra edge that I need. Yeah. I mean, I, I uh, play so, a lot of FPSs on, um, Controller. I mean, ever since uh, Goldeneye, or maybe even Halo, I was like, "Yeah, I'm fine. I'm I'm okay with it." But for some reason, I can't do it with Doom. I have to do the mouse keyboard. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Give, give it a shot. If the game sort of like, it just... yeah. I'll, I'll report. I'll report back to you how my uh, yeah, how my gameplay. Yeah. <laughs> you just suddenly realise that oh, I can just spin round, just spin, and like there he is in my yeah. sights, and like okay. And you're not praying and uh, spraying, you just actually, oh, is it in my sight? Yeah, then shoot. Or punch me yeah, in the face. Yeah. Or, yeah, it's think, all, it's all good stuff. Yeah, I think because I've been, I've been working on just like a, you know, a normal, you know, work laptop. And then we finally got this, uh, awesome gaming laptop. So I'm like using that. Yeah. Um, and so then I'm like, oh, I, you know, better spoil myself and get, you know, let's, let's ramp up all the, all the res and stuff. And it looks great. But I just got so used to using a controller that I was like, Oh yeah, I think I was like, oh yeah, you can play games with mouse and keyboard. Was, exactly, was, yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's like, also odd now, but back you know twenty years ago, like, well, you got that. Of course, that's how you play FPSs. Anyway, yeah. right. Well, that's enough about Doom and enough about uh, other stuff. 
we're going to delve into the second half of the show now where we talk in depth about moving out. need to talk about what it is so tell us in your own words what is moving out so moving out's a uh, chaotic couch co-op simulator game um, although a lot of people are saying now it you know, should be uh, deemed as a fantasy game whereas you move furniture as fast as you can from from the house to the truck so um, you know you pick it up it's there's a lot of physics involved um, so you're picking up um, various items, moving in the truck as fast as you can, cooperatively, and yeah. Well, is it cooperatively? Is it? Is it though? Yeah. You'd be surprised. Yeah, I mean, that's how, you, that's how you're going to get the best times working yeah, no. working together. But does that really matter? <laughs> anyway. So yeah, uh, it is a, a ride. It's the freaking ride. It is if you. Uh, you you start off with all best intentions, like we could do this. I've got a plan. What if we did this and that? Like, no. So, yeah, yeah we. Please, yeah, go. On. Oh, I was going to say, uh, there's definitely multiple ways to to finish each level and do each. There's no particular best way or the right way, and that was a really important part of our of our game designers to have no set way of doing things. So you know, you kind of leave it more to the players to discover that and. A lot of emergent game design in terms of how how they'll how they kind of solve the the problem of moving things from A to B. Yeah, yeah. So, first question, first detailed question. Yeah. There is an underlying tone of chaos that seeps throughout <laughs> moving out. Um, is it safe to assume this is done to make it more ridiculous? Uh, de- definitely. We've, we we. Um, after we've done all the levels, we go in and we dress them with things that will fall off the levels or break just so at the end of the level, when you've got everything in the truck or the, the delivery zone, you look back at the level and it's just completely trashed. And that's kind of like our, that was kind of like a, a goal to, you know, make it look like, you know, you've got, <laughs> you've done it the worst way. So even, even if you just bump into it softly, you know, stuff will fall off and roll around the level. But yeah, so we kind of, we definitely tuned the game to be fun and we tuned the game to be as chaotic as possible. So, you know, the physics, the physics are, are pretty tight, but you know, with 
we we make the you know the gaps in the doors just that right size where it's not too small but not too big um to kind of create that kind of chaotic element and a lot of things are breakable so yeah we've we definitely tried to tune up or dial up the um the chaos element so you, you feel like no matter what you do you're going to make a mess absolutely um i think my low point or high point depending on how you think about it <laughs> was when i smashed open the uh the door to the um, just the, the one bedroom apartment, and then it fell off. The whole door, the whole front door, just fell off. I'm like, must be vicious, isn't it? It's like, and, and that. Oh, sorry, uh, I was gonna say that that was a funny byproduct because we used to have the doors always there, and we'd have all these um, issues where the door would get um, stuck or cause more issues. So I'm like, well, let's just have the door break off, and then we have the door break off, and it, it it disappears after a while, but it stays there for a little bit. It just became much more fun that way. It was like, oh, when you break the door, it's like, oh, this is great. You know, you break the window, break the door. So that that was one of those, even that wasn't intentional at the start, but we kind of, you know, once you kind of embrace that chaos, it opens up a lot of, you know, if all your decisions are tuned, like, is it fun or does it make it more chaotic? It actually makes your design decisions really easy because it's like, oh, we'll just make the door break off. Easy. You know, we can't fix the code on the door, so it stops breaking. Oh, let's make it break off. Done. You know, yeah. it was like a get-out-of-jail-free card in many, many decisions. Because you are the worst movers ever. The amount of destruction <laughs> you wrought on the, the home from which you're moving from is phenomenal. Well, I don't, well, I don't know. Like, worst movers, but, you know, you're pretty fast. So pretty I keep fast. saying to people, yeah, if, if someone wants you to move in three minutes or less, you know, he's like, oh, I'll get the job done. I, I don't yeah. know if I'm going to break some stuff, but if time's all you care, it's like that triangle, you know, you care about quality, time, and or, yeah, quality, time, and cost. Yeah. You know, we're the, we're the fastest and the cheapest. <laughs> so yeah, we can get fast, that done. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, it all depends on your expectations of actually delivering something intact. You didn't say you yeah, wanted it intact. The... You just wanted it yeah, delivered. Yeah. Oh, you... Yeah, you've got to read the fine print when you sign that contract. Oh, yeah, from that 1990s video, <laughs> which was recorded over a wedding <laughs> wedding um, video. Brilliant. That was, that was very hard to find uh, wedding footage that I could license. It was either that or a clown wedding. That were my two options that I oh we found in a, a stock footage archive. That wow. was actually a wedding in a cornfield. It was under a Wacky Weddings um, uh, compilation yeah. that you could license. Like clown wedding or um, this wedding and I'm like oh this is this one looks semi-normal you know the guy yeah. with the mullet on field so yeah he had a yeah. pretty serious mullet going on there he was pretty proud yeah, he's, yeah. He, and his he's yeah. tash he was he was yeah. you know he was a proud man that moment oh, I'm boy. so glad you got that joke though that was like that was one of those again I said there's really hard for me to point to things in the game and say hey that's mine but it was like that was one of my jokes and it's like I want to get it in there and it's like well if you can find some licensed footy shat uh, li- licensable footage, Ash, and I was like, "All right." So I was just googling yeah, around. Like, challenge accepted. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I loved it. I loved that part because there's not enough irreverence in a lot of games, uh, and that's fine. But to have that, yeah. you know, starting off with the terrible, terrible '90s graphics, which, you know, just just goes to show this video training video has been around for 20 yeah. years, maybe even 30. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. yeah, they really should update it. But they, they can't be asked because they're cheap asses. They don't <laughs> care. So, well, the game the game's set in the 80s. So, yeah, it's for them, it's like basically brand new and fresh. Oh, that's true. That's true. But when you're, we're looking at our eyes, it's like, oh, man, oh, put up with this. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised yeah. go blind. It's, anyway. It's, surpri- 
it's surprisingly hard to make bad 80s art where you don't try and make it look too good. Like, you, it's, you know, there's this weird yeah. line where it's like, you know, you know, we, we gave it to Joseph, um, you know, in, in our team. It's like, you know, do the bad 80s. And it's like, oh, no, that looks, that looks too good. You know, and it's like, it's actually a, there's like a, an art there in terms of, you know, bad 80s, so bad it's good without it being too good that it's like not good. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a very fine line. Too many different fonts, which we, we all know you never do. Never do that. Yeah. But they just discovered yeah. fonts back then. They just discovered oh, yeah. that they were a thing. So they had 12 fonts on the same page because they didn't <laughs> know any better. It was like, you can't read that. You know, it's just... yeah. Anyway, second question is related to the first, as these, these questions are tendly, they tend to flow like that. Local play is where moving out shines. Yeah. What key mechanics did you put in to exploit this fact? Yeah, I think this one was definitely when Team 17 was, that was definitely something they kept cracking the whip on, you know, like what's the, uh, how do you force that cooperative play? So we, we've got the basics, like we've got heavier items um, that require two people. We In initial play tests, those items were a lot lighter. And then we, we watched a lot of play tests. We actually did over like 130 recorded play test sessions and we saw a lot of people were just they were just moving things by themselves and we're like okay we have to make these items so heavy that it's so obvious that you have to move them as two people so we've got that we've got um you know throwing and catching so you to get the best time you have to throw things over um you know over the water or over a ledge we've got um other items or, you know, like buttons and levers. So there might be like someone stands on a button to let the other person, um, you know, move through. So there's a little bit of that where it's like, you know, you do your, you do your part and I'll do my part. Um, so yeah, it's a, sorry. Um, there's a combination of uh, things like that. I'm trying to think what else we had. Um, definitely it's, we, we kind of locked down the mechanics quite early. Um, oh, and, you know, we locked them down and then continued on and in through development, we've come up with a whole bunch more, um, which is good because we've got this sandbox that we can keep expanding. But I think that was the main one was just, um, you know, the, the multiple items that you had to carry that were kind of, um, you know, too heavy, the different jobs or roles in the, in the levels. So you, you, you stand on this button and I'll open this up and then they're kind of catching and throwing, um, of the two. Um, I'm trying to think what else I think. I think they're, they're, they're the main ones. Um, the level designs themselves are, are heavily tuned that way as well. So, you know, you can kind of split the roles or, you know, you got to work together in that sense. I think one of the um, highlights for me when I was playing a few friends and um, it, it was a case of we discovered that there's this sort of like bay window up in the air on an upper first floor or second floor if you're American um, and we were <laughs> chucking down stuff from there I won't reveal what it is uh, but it's a it's a scary place to let, 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 let it lie and yeah. there's, there was an object chasing one of my players one of the other players it's like I'm being chased what I didn't know because I was just waiting down below what are you being chased by a thing and he was running around <laughs> and he and we managed to actually create this system where we were chucking stuff out of the out of the place without actually getting to the van yet because we were just creating a holding yeah. area for all this stuff. Yeah. And then once we got, we piled all this stuff up. We're like, okay, three, two, one, go. We just 
mass just quickly shoved all this stuff into the van without it it's just a, it was, we had a plan ash we had a plan yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it's definitely it, it's definitely good watching different groups play because there's some that are very much like like yourselves they have a plan yeah. there's other groups that it's, just, it's every man for them or every person for themselves they just yes. it's like chaotic um or there's don't put that there know, don't put that there why because yeah. we need to put the thing there i mean it's just uh, yeah yeah, I, and I did like that level, by the way. I thought it was hilarious. It's just it made ah, me thank cackle. Because yeah. I'm, I'm we've playing, had... yeah, I'm playing a lot of, uh, I'm playing a horror role playing game at the moment. So that needed, I needed that. I needed that. <laughs> yeah, we've we've seen some people be bodyguard, like they'll be slapping the ghost. Yeah, um, and they're just like, oh look, look, my whole my job in this level, I'm just protecting everyone from the ghost, and they yeah. have a bit of fun with that. We have a slap button, um, yeah. ghost which I, I don't know. I think I don't know why. I think we just had the slap button for fun, and then it was um, like, "Well, we better we better give it a purpose." And then we have these ghosts um, that you know grab you and kind of respawn you. They're kind of more of a an annoyance than you know like a a, a very bad thing in the level. But yeah, so we've seen people do that. So yeah, there's definitely there's definitely some different tactics that come out and how people approach certain levels, and it's kind of a good you know like with a lot of cooperative games where you work together. You can see who the natural leaders are, or you know who's good at taking orders. You know, I think who, uh, who, the common the phrase soul. I kept on uttering was "Stick to the plan, stick to the plan." Yeah. It was so funny. Yeah. It's like yeah. really stick <laughs> to the plan. So speaking yeah. of um, how you know how chaos ensues. Sorry, you were about to say. Oh no, I was going to say there's a there's also a, like a meta um, game when you get all the stuff in the truck. A lot of the uh, the further on you go, we kind of tune it so. You can't just get all the items in willy nilly. You have to really, you know, pack them in in a, in a more neat way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I've seen other other groups with like, or oh, you guys grab the the items and we'll tidy up the truck, you know, and we'll throw the things on top. So, yeah, there's definitely there's definitely a plan there as well. If you're just throwing everything in the truck without a plan, you'll end up with a really messy truck. And there's three or four items that you can't get in the truck unless you've planned properly. Yeah, yeah. Um. This is what they do in real life, which is a little bit stale, but it's part of the, you can make that fun. But so they normally yeah. take the massive stuff like the fridge and the bed and the, and the, and the wardrobe and they shove that right at the back of the van and everything else gets chucked in afterwards. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. just, you know, common prick, common sense. Yeah. Um, so the characters then in moving out. My favorite one is Toaster Guy, by the way. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, that's right. That's right. You. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he he just distributes toast to everyone, for, you know, yeah. or, or waffles, depends on what he's got. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a lovely reference to Red Dwarf, but there it is. It's toaster yeah. in there, and uh, but they're they're controlling. It's, it's, it, it you said it's ragdoll, so it's it's clumsy. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure it's gang beast clumsy. It's not that clumsy. But no, I know. No, you got a lot more control than gang beast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how have you found balancing? Um, this level of clumsiness against making sure people don't get frustrated by this lack of, you know, um, finesse. Yeah, I mean, the, the, yeah, the physics, the physics add a lot to that. So, you know, the, you, you can, you can still grab stuff quite, you know, with the holding on a tr- trigger or holding at a button, you can grab things, you hold them quite easily, you can control them, but, when you let go of them and there's kind of, you know, extra physics in terms of things will get stuck on other things. So it was definitely tuned more towards more control than like a gang beast, which is com- 
you know, the opposite, which is there's less control. It's more chaotic. Um, because we want people to still, you know, have, you know, it, it's still, there's still a purpose to the level and there's still, you know, like a job to get done. Um, but yeah, that, 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 that has been a bit of a balance there, but we definitely skewed more towards having more control. Um, it's interesting because we get people say like, you know, oh, I love the controls. Or other people say, oh, the controls feel a little bit floaty. It really depends on what you're expecting. If you're expecting like a, a gang beast and the, then the controls are very tight. If you're expecting a, um, you know, precision, you know, almost like first person shooter control, you know, responsiveness, then it's not that because we, you add that bit of physics to, and, you know, kind of that extra chaotic element just adds that fun to it. So, um, it depends on what you're expecting. Indeed. And it's just an adjunct to this. I don't know if you noticed this recently, but platformers have gone under a, a bit of a major shift and there's a relevance to this point. And it's based on this controls and then you talk about fluidity. Um, mm. for years, uh, they had this floatiness. They were like, you know, you, you have momentum, you land on something and then you carry on moving and all the platforms you made out of grease and stuff. And then they went, yeah, yeah this is rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. No shit. It's rubbish. And, uh, <laughs> so they basically, developers are now going, Oh, you want precision? Yeah. We want to know where we're going to land. That'll be nice. And when we land, we stop like, Oh yeah, this is fun. Yes, yeah. isn't it? And it's it's been yeah. quite interesting to see that. And uh, so, in some genres, precision is, I believe, a strength. But in this, oh yeah, it, definitely. It, but in moving out, no, 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 don't do that. It's a bad idea. Yeah. And I just and, and we, also, yeah oh. yeah. Oh, and and like a lot of those very high precision platformers, where they still have those. I don't know what I think there's a there's a term for it where. You know, they give you those extra couple of frames of forgiveness on jumps because if you try and be too precise, then it just becomes unfun. You know, we've got a lot, a lot of our kill boxes, or you know, if you're going to drop an item in the water, sometimes it can be like half submerged, but you can, if you're still holding it, it will stay safe, and that's important because if, if you try and be too realistic with your physics or too um, precise with like this thing's, you know, in the fire, so it's going to break. You know, it, it enters out of the fun zone and becomes annoying zone. So. Um, I, we're taking a little bit of um, lessons from those precision platformers where you have to give those extra couple of frames or, you know, that extra little make the kill box or the hit box a little bit smaller than it actually is to, um, you know, make it easier. You know, pe- people don't want that precision. They want to, they want to, ha- they want to have fun. They want to feel powerful and, you know, do well. It's a cartoon, damn it. You know? Yeah. 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 Road yeah, road we, we, pretty safe. yeah. We, we want it to be like an eighties cartoon, you know, like yeah. it's, especially in the story it's like this this thing's like well in the full game there's a story and we initially were trying to post rationalize everything you know oh, why is there a haunted house and why are they ghosts and why and then um we had a narrative uh designer guy come in and say like you don't need to it's it, it's a haunted house because it's a haunted house it doesn't matter and you're like as soon as we realize that we're like oh so much freedom so yeah you don't have to be so precise no, you movers have no idea why someone is moving they have no idea <laughs> Last yeah, time yeah. I moved no. was about four years ago, and I, I'm <laughs> renting a place temporarily while I bought somewhere else. And the other place I bought was 200 yards away. <laughs> yeah, imagine how that went. Where is it? Over there. Wait, what? <laughs> Over there. Yeah. But, it's just, you, know, you may think, Chris, that's ridiculous. No, it's not. I'm not moving could... all that stuff. No, I'm not yeah. doing it. No. <laughs> Did they put it in a truck or did you yeah. just have like a, no, no, no. Oh, I thought you would have just had like get 15 people and just have like a hose of people. Yeah, you could have done that. Yeah, no, 
They shoved it in a truck and drove down the road, all 200 yards of it. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. And they were, they were, they were great. Honestly, if you want to lose friends, ask them to help move. Don't, don't do that. Oh, yeah. Just, just well, that, that's, that's, that's how the, uh, the game came about. Cause Yon, um, the original, uh, so Yon from DevM, uh, we kind of partnered with him. He had the initial prototype in his idea. His friends asked him to move. But in turn, in ter- not in, they didn't lose friends. They were just, you know, they had this couch and they had to get it down these stairs through this small Stockholm apartment. And so they're there with like grid paper and pen, like drawing out the, um, you know, the game plan. It's like, all right, we get the couch and we can rotate it here. Then you will go slide under, you know, they're kind of like game planning it. Um, and then after that, Jon's like, oh, this, this could be a cool game. And initially it was going to be very simulator based. So that kind of slow, how do you move the couch perfectly through the house without breaking it? And in the process of doing that prototype and realizing like, oh, this isn't fun. You know, you kind of just fun. Yeah. iterated on it. It was like, oh no, the more we kind of don't worry about losing points or scratching things, it's more about time and remove points and stuff. Um, you know, you, as soon as you tune something for fun, but yeah, that was his, uh, that was the kind of impetus for the game, game idea it was like someone helped him, ask him to move and, the game designer in him and, and his friends were all game designers. You know, he kind of like overanalyzed it all. Yeah. I still remember helping my brother out was about 20 odd years ago and he had a 32 inch CRT <laughs> flat screen TV. <laughs> I, think I, got, I think I almost got a hernia lift in that. Almost. Yeah. But for, for kids are your parents, but really CRTs have a massive glass screen in front of them. Uh, like the 32 inch now wouldn't weigh, you know, anything. Um, but no. back then, back then, oh boy, yeah. oh boy, that, <laughs> that was, that, that hurt, that hurt. I still yeah. haven't forgiven forgive him for it. But anyway, and he sold it a week later. <laughs> yeah, brothers say, can't choose them. Right, <laughs> said a bit too much there. Anyway, um, so last question then, and, um, this is something we've sort of danced around for the whole, most of this interview, which is fine, but I want to get to it now. I want to get to the crux of it and what moving out is also about, not just about, but also about, as, as, as well as, you know, generating mirth and laughter. It's also about the success, key to the success of uh, moving out is basically moving furniture quickly and packing it efficiently. Yes. Um, how do you ensure the players slowly discover this? What do you think? What are the little indicators? What have you done? What, what subtle indicators? Maybe consciously or unconsciously have you actually put into the moving out to ensure that people know that, hmm, maybe we should be a bit more quicker? Yeah. Uh, well, we've got the, you know, we've got the gold, silver, bronze time. So, and we reward you for for getting gold times. So there's kind of an incentive. Like you, you could probably do the first level without even thinking and maybe get a gold. But as as we progress through the levels, we kind of tune that to be a little bit harder. Um, and then as we're also doing that, we're also making the kind of items. Uh, you know, initially you've got enough items that will easily fit in the truck without much too much care. <clears throat> but then later on, you have to be a little bit more organized or think about the order or the stacking of them. So it, it's just, it's like a lot of little nudges along the way. And I think that's what all game levels are. It's, you know, how do you, 
introduce new 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 ideas or new items that they have to move or new you know kind of shapes and then how do you you know kind of subtly to you know yeah like teach the person by by learning versus like having all these instructions um but yeah we, we kind of just tune the time a bit shorter uh, make the gold a little bit harder to get and then we kind of explain really early on what you get by getting a gold time and for us we open up these bonus levels and then you can do bonus objectives to open up arcade levels. But yeah, we kind of, you know, slowly just, you know, tune the difficulty. The difficulty doesn't go ramp all the way up. We kind of have like a, I think I used the analogy before, like a roller coaster because <clears throat> we don't want it to just be get, get harder and harder and harder because it's not as fun when you're just, you know, doing a level design that way. Um, this is Donkey Kong. Come on. You know. I know. <laughs> No, you definitely, you definitely want levels where, you know, we introduce different, you know, there's other levels where you basically just got to push a whole bunch of boxes over on conveyor belts and the conveyor belts put into the truck for you. Um, you know, it's a little bit more cathartic, those levels. And, um, there's levels where there's a little bit more platforming involved. So it's not about moving, you know, we don't keep adding and adding. It's not like, you know, you're going to move a hundred items. It's more about now you're going to move these weird items in a more of a platformy level. So. Um, but uh, the, the basic premise of the game of moving items from A to B is actually really simple. So the, that's the good thing about it. We don't really have to, um, teach people that much. It's like, here's where you're going to move it to, which is in this truck. Here's the house and here's the items. Go for it. And people pretty much get that. Um, the, the one thing we had to teach people, which wasn't as obvious was that you, it's, it's okay to break things. Um, we initially had some um, lines of dialogue where the, the boss would say, hey, don't break anything, um, almost in like a joking way, like, you know, ah, don't worry about it, don't break things. Yeah. And then people read that and were like, okay, yeah, for this level we can't break anything. And then I'm sitting there watching playtesting. I'm like, no, 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 you meant to. So the, the, it, it was less about teaching people the actual game of how to, how to move A to B and more about teaching them to just, no, A, you got to work together because people are so used to, combative games where it's like all right so do i get points for moving everything first no work together and break anything you want that's fine um because it doesn't matter it's all about time and so those things were more um explained so you know we kind of almost force you to break things like you know we've got four people like you've got four players or two players and there's a very small door you know you can either wait to go through the door it's like oh what if i jump through the window oh yeah that's fine you know there's no points being lost or rewarded so um and we found that if we added points, if we added points for breaking things, people would play the level differently. And if we remove points for breaking things, like you lost points because you broke the window, they would play the game totally different and very mm. carefully, and it wouldn't be fun. So mm. we removed points altogether and just made it all about time, and that frees up everyone to just play however they can. You know, like it's it's a free for all. Do whatever you can to get it in there as fast as possible. Then, oh no, I've broken the window. You know. Um, we, we can't finish the level now. Um, we have those as bonus objectives, but yeah, I think that those were more of the things we had to teach was about that, you know, break anything you want. Don't worry about it. Um, we've got some items, um, like we've got a possessed or in the haunted house, we have possessed items or we have animals that move out. We have to teach people that if you put that item in the truck and you don't secure the, you know, don't blockade it in, it may run out of the truck. Yeah. Like the um, chairs. So, oh, the chairs. Yeah. We got the chairs. Chair. We got chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, just like, let's just yeah, go. So, you put them in, and you come back. Yeah. And where have you gone now? Oh God! Yeah, yeah. And it is it, it that those, those are a few of those aha moments, and we want those where you know you can be very obvious to the player and say, "Hey, you should put the thing in to block the the 
the the chairs that are moving out and and, and you're kind of solving the problems for people and so yeah. you know these aren't really hard puzzles but we want people to have those aha moments where it's like oh we're gonna put them in last or we should block it yeah, in block it you in, know yeah. let let people respect I, I got, people's I, uh, I got the wardrobe and the coffee table there was, wardrobe, there was some things that weren't moving because yeah. it was get to the yeah. point where like well if that person furniture is going to move what about this thing oh no it's fine okay fine uh, yeah. But I think, yeah, credit the players with some intelligence is very important. It's yeah, something yeah. we often say in the show. Oh, yeah. I think Breath of the Wild kind of showed me that, where it's, I can't go back to other open worlds now. Because it's like, I remember when the character says, like, oh, go go find this thing in the east. And I'm like, okay, where is it on my map? And then yeah. I'm in the east, and it's like, oh, I've got to do it myself, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think... And, and our systems in moving out aren't that complicated, but there's a few of those aha moments. And that's one I'm, I really like where it's, you know, you have to realize, oh, I need to blockade them in. So teaching, how do you teach that without having really over the top obtuse, um, instructions? We kind of, hopefully they learn it by trial and error. And the good thing is error, error in our game, it doesn't have too many consequences. If you break something, we have a few fragile items that will smash. But they just respawn quickly. If you die, you respawn quickly. You know, it's not about penalizing you or it's like, you know, play the level again. We just want you to have fun. So, no, it's about distributing toast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if your head is a toaster, it's about distributing crack, randomly crack, toast. Cracking toast, you know, yeah. Yeah, which is sometimes comes out burnt, which is my experience with, you know, Monster Hunter. But anyway, that's a discussion oh, yeah, for yeah. another time. But, uh, <laughs> no, Ash has been wonderful having you on the show chatting about excellent moving out, which is moving out. It's out on um, Windows PC. Well, you I, tell me what platforms. I've got, I got into trouble once. I, 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 yeah. Yeah. T- yeah. T- tell us what the platforms are, please. <laughs> yeah, PC, uh, Switch, Xbox, uh, PlayStation. We have physical for all the consoles as well. So April 28th coming out. And we've got a free demo now. So if someone's interested, they can download the free demo across all those platforms. Yeah. Um, and play it for free. We've got, I think it's like four or five levels, um, which is a good little sampler there. I do have one question for you, Chris. Go on. Cause, uh, random, if, cause you talk about, uh, English or the UK comedy quite a lot. If you yes. could have been in any, uh, throughout history, if you could have been in any English comedy or, U- or UK comedy show mm. as a cast member or something like that, what, what would you have been on? Oh, so many. So many. Which one? I think. I know so many. Yeah. I'm going to go. I almost went with one, but but no. I couldn't really deal with the tights. So I'm going to go with Blackadder, (laughs) by the way. Blackadder, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I think I'm going to go with the young ones. I probably would have died by the end of the episode, but the young ones. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I mean, the problem with the far show is you just assume the sketches. You don't know which one you're going to be in. So yeah, yeah, yeah. If if me it would probably be red red dwarf. I know you mentioned before it's like because then I have like a my character, but you know, um, and 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 you'd probably still be in a job now because they're bringing back the new series. So you know, like from a from a paycheck, pretty good longevity. The toaster was one scene. They just the one off scene, and fans of the show, including myself, just loved it because he was (laughs) such a jerk. The toaster is. Lack of self-awareness, jerk. We've all known them, right? We've all met them in our lives. And, like, 
you're an idiot. You're just so annoying. And when when Lister rebuilt the toaster and Crichton was deeply, deeply upset with Lister over him rebuilding this cursed toaster. And, uh, oh, you're a waffles guy. I mean, it was just everything about that. To- and then what I love about it is he keeps on coming back. I mean, they, they've made it going, that's a thing, isn't it? That's a thing. That is a thing. Okay, yeah. we're going to keep bringing him back. And they do. They do. It's lovely. So, yeah. So I've got one question for you, though, one final one before we sign off. Is um, the name of the studio, what's it? What is it? What is SMG? What is it, what is it about? Oh, I mean... It, it it means we wanted a name that was uh could mean anything. So whether it's six million gorillas oh, yeah. or uh you know silly maniacal grandmas, you know we we want one of those that you know doesn't have a defined name. And and also it's really hard to name a studio and not sound pretentious. So we wanted something you know nice and easy that you can spell, <laughs> um, yeah. isn't pretentious and and could be could be amorphous in that in that sense. You haven't gone to a random two word generator. Yellow Pig. All right, with that, Yellow Pig Studio. Yeah. Go with that, right. Why? Oh, no one's going to ask us why they're named this thing. Uh, Someone's going to ask you. Like, na- naming a company is one of the hardest um, things you can ever do. I remember, I think at one point, my first company was going to be called Ricochet, but then I realized no, no one in the studio could actually spell it, so I'm like, well, we're not doing that. So No, no, no. <laughs> Interesting. And there was a software label called that many years ago, so there's that. So anyway. Yeah. 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 Wow. I'm so old. Right. Well, <laughs> Ash, it's been wonderful having you on, and uh, thank you. You're more than welcome to come back. And uh, we've had return guests. We've had, a, in fact, recorded one yesterday. We were a return guest. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we've been going now. that long because this is, you know, we've been going for so long now. It's like it's, we're past 275 yeah. episodes now. I've lost count. Uh, so uh, I re- yeah. I, I do really, because uh, when I was listening to the, the previous ones, you know, I really enjoy that kind of, you, you're going to go into that game design level thing. It's not top level. And, I, I you know, I appreciate that because a lot of times it can be very um, top level promotional thing versus actually, you know, let's talk about the game design decisions behind things. You know, mm. I think there's not enough uh, discussion on that. And it's really good hearing other people's thought processes in terms of how they approach game design because yeah. yeah, every, everyone does it differently. Yeah. Well, Ash. Thanks very much. Thank you. You have been listening to the Sausage Factory podcast, part of the Cane and Rinse Collective. Support us for just two US dollars per month at patreon.com forward slash Cane and Rinse for early, extended, and exclusive podcasts. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, and at our website, caneandrinse.com. 